and welcome back to another episode of Lost and Down. Brought to you by Abby Turner Creative, your one-stop shop marketing agency specializing in branding, high-end photography, fashion, and more. Especially when you're our age or it feels like there's a college graduation, baby pictures, engagements, you name it. It's happening every weekend. Abby Turner Creative is the only way to go. Check it out for yourself at abbyturnerphoto.com. That's Abby, A-B-B-E-Y. Or on her Instagram, Saw Dad and Sapphire. Again, Abby Turner photo. And also a special shout out to Abby Turner, Miss Birthday Girl for the Parlay Princess today. Let's go. On Labor Day. I know that they're living it up, so shout out to you guys. Wally, how the hell are you? I'll have to make a note. You know what? I have my like old man list of birthdays where I just open it up, it's go to in the a date. folder? Of course it's in a folder. <laughs> so no, I'm going to have to make a what note. What do you mean, of course it's in a folder? I mean, what do you mean? Of course it's in a folder. I'm, I'm as, in As opposed school. to? I like, see, I have printed notes. I never look at the computer notes. I need physical copies of everything. All right. Yeah. Well... But I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Good. That's good. Do you have a good Labor Day weekend? I did, with the exception of arguably the greatest human of all time, Jimmy Buffett, passing away. That broke my will to yeah. live. Yeah, that one. That one's rough. Definitely. Uh, definitely got me in a mood for a Margaritaville. Margaritaville. Just a margarita and going down there and a cheeseburger and hanging out. So yeah, that was a, that was a sad moment. It was September first too. It was like. It was fitting that it was like summer's on the way out. Jimmy Buffin said deuces, everybody. What about the lead singer of Smash Mouth suddenly passing away today from liver uh, liver failure? Oh, I didn't see he had already passed away. I saw that he was like very, very close. But so, yeah, I think it came out like yesterday that he was essentially like in hospice or yeah. just like had a few days to live. And all of a sudden when I opened up Instagram or Twitter, one of the two, I, there it was. So. Sad, sad day for music. Good idols. summer, summer songs to hear by the water or musicians to listen to by the water. Smash Matthew. I had their, I had their first CD, the um, Astro Lounge CD. Banger, banger of an album. Not, not just the one with uh, the Shrek, the Shrek song everyone knows or how they become popular. Hey now, there was like three star. exactly. There was like three or four other bangers on that album. So I would highly suggest, you know, in memory, banging that album if you want. Yeah, see, that's interesting. I, I'm one of those people that know Smash Mouth because of Shrek. And that's like pretty much all I know. But I mean, I can listen to that song forever. So I think it's a testament to obviously he knows what he's doing. So RIP to that so, guy. So wrap up the weekend... Me and Kylie just kind of went through some documentaries finally and finally got around to the Bishop Sycamore documentary. How was that? I haven't seen it yet. Phenomenal. It was phenomenal. The, they interview the head coach or the guy that was running this program the whole time. Complete sociopath. Like, oh my, like I, he, I still, he still doesn't believe that he really did anything wrong. I noticed that in the previews oh. that they kind of like spun. And that's the part that, Made, kind of like made me not want to watch it right away because I don't want that piece of shit to get a dime from this. And I imagine he's probably going to be well compensated for it. Yeah, I really hope that's not the case either. I hope the kids that were in it maybe got well compensated as well. But yeah, it, it wasn't a good look and it's just, I don't even know how to describe it. Just like that one person that no one likes who's just a pathological liar. Yeah. And you see him just like talking with other people and they're like smiling and having a good time. And you're like, I just want to punch that dude in the face. Like, I wonder what he's lying about over there or pretending to have a good time about. Yeah. It, total piece of shit. Just complete piece of shit. I'll make sure that I watch that this next week. What's that even on though? It's on max. I almost said HBO, but it's on max, which even sucks more. He definitely had to get some money going there. If I have Max, I'll watch it. If not, I'll have to figure something out. I have a question for you, though. Yes. And nobody cares. You know, everybody, it's like, all right, this is, I got to preface with this. You know how there are people out in the world, and we all are friends with them. They're family members. The people that are either oversharing their dog pictures or their young child pictures, shit like that, and I have to pretend that four-year-old Johnny getting a single in his t-ball game, he's going to be the next Shohei Otani. Like, I, I get a little tired about that. 
so it, it kind of feels a little hypocritical that I'm going to talk about fantasy football for two seconds because nobody gives a shit about fantasy football. On this you do. Yeah, on this we do. Well, at least, but like they don't care about mine. They want to win their okay. own leagues. But this is kind of good. That That's why I wanted to bring this up. So I did two drafts over the weekend. Okay. I have 29 total games. NFL.com projects your record. Can you guess my combined projected record with 29 games for these two leagues? Um, 14 and 15. One in 28. How? I, what I, leagues are these? Are you purposely tanking? Are these more dynasty leagues? Well, see, all right. So this is the, I'm the guy that naturally with us. I doing feel this bad podcast, being that one that one guy you're gonna beat. I feel bad for that guy if he ends up losing. No kidding, that's kind of tough too. But like you know, Jeez. I swear, almost doing this can almost be a detriment. Like doing the the podcast because we spend or at least like we spend hours a week preparing. We spend yeah. so much time, whether it be reading for beat writers, whether it be listening to podcasts, whether it be doing the athletic, all these things yeah. we're doing, and I almost think that it does a negative to us because I'm like overthinking where I'm like taking Jameer Gibbs in like the, the second or late. Uh, it was actually beginning of the third round. I took Bijan first overall in a keeper league reason I okay. took him because it was a keeper. But anyways, okay. it's like, I knew the NFL.com was going to hate it. I didn't know they were going to hate it that much. Gee, I mean, who else do you have on the, on this squad of yours? You know, that's a great question. I'll pull it up at the end of the episode. I'll bring it up again. But the problem with this, and part of the reason I bring it up, you guys have noticed that our lovely third host of the show is not with us today. He could not get off or get out of family stuff. I kind of screwed up. Thought, forgot this was Labor Day. Uh, Come on, Wally. That was my bad. We should have probably did this at a better time. Anyways, David's in this league, and I know he's going to love to poke fun at that. So I got to just go out and prove the people wrong. I got I to gotta chip, Steven. I got a chip way up yeah. to the ceiling right here. Okay. He barely even I, flip my shoulder. <laughs> I'm going to, we're going to keep tabs on that then because you can't just put it on the recording and, and make sure people don't forget that. Like well, we're going to have to keep tabs. I'll spit fire fast. This is fast. PPR PPR. All right. So my two quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence, Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Running backs. I have Damian Pierce, Jameer Gibbs, Tyler Algier. And Zach Charbonnet. So that's uh, a little weak. This isn't the one you had Bijan in? No, no, this is the other one. This is the one oh, I got 0-15 projected. So oh, yippee okay. Yeah. Here are the receivers. Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Zay Jones, and Christian Kirk. Oh, and Kadarius Tony. So I have, a, I, I stacked them up with Trevor Lawrence, overthinking it a little bit. And then you follow it up, tight end, David Njoku. Jets defense and Evan McPherson is the kicker. So NFL.com told me to kill myself and that I would go 0-15. I mean, I like your wide receivers. I like three of that first four. What, Devontae, Tyreek, and then Christian Kirk, right? Yeah, Especially Zay Jones was tough. Yeah, no, you that one was with your heart. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think we can all agree on that. Well, one. it was like I had Trevor Lawrence. I'm like, double stack? I kind of like that, but, eh, you know, whatever. Are you going to play all three of them in the same day? That's the ironic part. I have Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. So it's like, am I ever going to play these guys to begin with? Oh, I, I looked through this. I have Brees Hall in this one, too. He was in my flex. That's why I missed him. Okay, there you go. So not bad. Um, I'm the greatest team of all time. League? This is a 10-man team, yeah, or league, yeah. Yeah, so everyone's probably a little bit more loaded than you are, so yeah. At least NFL.com thinks so. Yeah, I'm scared to see what um, I'm scared to see what mine is because I just did a I just did one t- in a ten man league and I don't know every every single person was like I'm gonna get them on this pick literally second they went out of my mouth they were taken right off the board. Where did you draft? Because that's part of the problem Sleeper. too. I was second. Oh, oh I'm so at I, second pick. I had five out of ten. I kind of like that though because you're cl- like not like there's never a giant gap when you pick first or second. You kind of are just sitting there crossing your fingers that 16 picks from now, the board has fallen in a way that you like. Yeah, exactly. Like that, that right there is brutal. I loved five, obviously, because your spot doesn't change the entire the entire draft. You stay the exact same. But, well, I paired up Justin and Eckler. Got your boy Travis Etienne, St. Brown, Amari. Amari's going to be big this year, by Kittle. the way. Kittle. Yeah, I, I like him. Kittle, Rashard White, Brandon Ayuk, McPherson, and the Saints. See, I, I, Brandon Ayuk 
is another one that I think people are going to be shocked at what he does this he's year. He's been getting a he's getting a lot of love. He got a lot of love out of camp last year, granted, but then all the quarterback you know injuries that happened and accumulated throughout the year kind of made him slow down a little bit. But he still, dude, gets a lot of praise from a lot of his teammates. He got a lot of love again this year, so I'm high on him. You should be. And what here's the thing: if you guys have been following along at home. This is the last of our AFC and NFC like preview weeks. We're looking at the AFC and NFC West today. So we're going to hear about Brandon Ayuk. We're going to hear about Kyle Shanahan and his team. Wish David was here, but instead I'm going to be able to get all my stats out. That's really why he's not eight. here. That's probably right. Exactly. He's just like, yeah. I can't deal with hearing about Geno Smith and in the San Francisco 49ers on top of the Raiders. He's like, I can't deal with that much Wally. I yeah, can't. No, that's that's too much Wally per capita right there. It is, and there's already a lot of Wally to go around. Oh, not enough, I would argue. I love you so much. <laughs> God, is that you? Uh, we'll start it off here with a little bit of rapid fire, um, just a couple NFL stories that we had here um, during our last week off, and then we're going to get right into our divisional picks here. But the NFC North is what's leading us off here with TJ Hawkinson signing a Huge extension, a four-year, $68.5 million extension to be exact. I want to say that he is going to be the second highest paid in average per year, but I think after this year when Darren Waller's 17 mil goes out, that 16.5 that Hawkinson is carrying is going to be an NFL leading. But Wally, he was obviously just instantly a favorite target with Kirk Cousins once he got to Minnesota. What are your thoughts about this contract and, I guess, Hawkinson getting paid this big? So it's obviously tight because I've have it that he's making seventeen point one two five. Oh, okay. I'd six. So you're right then. Well, I was just say it's like a razor's thin. It's those two are. It's neck and neck. You know how it is. Reset market value. Yip yip hooray. We've done it all. Yep. But Minnesota, they we've kind of been sewering them the yeah. last few months because we've seen the entire defense basically get rearranged. You're looking at a team that very clearly knows that. A regression is likely, if not probable. And, I mean, it's a it's a good move long-term. And it almost feels like it's something for Vikings fans right now. It's almost like a, all right, here's something to help get you through this year. It won't be great. <laughs> so, you've got your tight end of the future. Yip, yip, hooray. Yeah, but this, this is my question. There's a lot of things to look at it. This is a guy who has yet to eclipse 2,600 total career yards. Now, granted, he did come off all of career best in receptions, yards, and touchdowns last year with being in between Detroit and Minnesota. And to my point with us leading here is he you can obviously tell Kirk Cousins loved him as a target because mm-hmm. um, he threw to him 86 times in the 10 games that he was in Minnesota. That's 8.6. Like That's Travis Kelsey-esque area with the amount of targets when that's a full season, which also when you couple that with a Travis-esque, a Travis Kelsey-esque contract that he signed, is that what they're really expecting him to be in this offense now with Justin Jefferson in it? Jordan Addison making a lot of strides here in uh, in camp, but are they really expecting him to take that big of a leap this year to now he's going to be in Travis Kelsey territory? Or is Travis just really screwed all tight ends and making them think that they can get paid this much? <laughs> See, I almost feel like you pay him this much because naturally this is how contracts work. You keep upping the value of these uh, positional groups. I think they want him to be Mark Andrews. I don't think that they okay. anybody can almost hope for Travis Kelsey-like production. But the, the main takeaway for me is that this is the first tight end, it feels like, that's had a little juice coming into the draft that's actually lived up to the hype. Yeah, panned out. We haven't seen that happen in forever, it feels like, probably since Rob Gronkowski, that we've had someone actually pretty hyped up live up to it so i i'm fired up for him and it just goes further to prove that iowa they produce them like no one else tied into you hey sam laporte is getting a lot of juice up there in detroit there this you year go too. forgot Look about out, that baby if you don't know what, what who are the others we got george kittle tj hawkinson noah fan noah fan i feel like there's one more did you say george kittle already yeah uh, he's he's the one i lead with um and that's why i kind of jumped in late little little head ct stuff you know we're good yeah yeah i do Jonathan Taylor is here to start the season on the PUP list, so going to miss the first four games. Uh, Indianapolis Colts not ready to find a, a trade suitor because the the value wasn't fair enough, whatever the indirect quote was, but not able to find a trade suitor. Now JT's sitting out the first month of the season. Yeah, it sucks. You really kind of wonder how 
banged up he really is. Because it feels like this is almost as much of a, all right, you aren't going to play? We're not going to want to pay you either. So we're going to PUPU. We're going to keep trying to move on. And hopefully by October, you're someone else's problem. Yeah, exactly. We had, uh, what, Miami really knocking on the door. And apparently Green Bay was one of the other um, secret teams I was knocking on the door for this deal to get done. I'm sure you guys were giving actual offers on, like, Miami. We'll see. But, I mean, this blows because this is, especially if he's not playing, this is only going to make his value go down more, which the Colts are going to love because, yeah, what, you might get a six-round draft pick now or based off what the value can be here in a couple months. That's a win because now you just get a disgruntled player out of your organization, off your roster. They still have till like like you said, October thirty first. I I just can't I can't see this really being a win for JT man. I really he should have just came to camp, bitten the bolt like the rest of the running backs really are right now. And I don't know they they had that back injury. Seeing some of those videos of him walking around looking like an old man with a really stiff back, it makes you wonder how injured you are. But yeah, how how far are they actually taking this um, on both sides to just not be out there to get a contract? Another thing you always worry about with these Wisconsin running backs is how much tread on the tire there really is. Because unlike a lot of college backs now, they're still the old school. Let's run it 25 times right up the gut, dives, power-o's, stretches, just right at these guys. And they're just used so much, you worry about them getting second contracts. And obviously, Jim Irsay, I mean, he, he can't say a nice word about Jonathan Taylor. So it feels like this is going to end sadly. Well, he can't really, it's kind of hard to hear him say any words, to be honest with you. I True. don't know if you've heard a Jim Mercer interview, but yeah, it's, it's pretty brutal to listen. Yeah, it's, it's good. You usually want to get him before he gets in the car. <laughs> Couple of surprises though. Surprise cuts. That is new England cut the kind of incumbent backup Bailey Zappe, yeah. who had a lot of, like support to be the starter last year from Foxborough and New England fans at large. And in Arizona, they cut Colt McCoy, which kind of makes you feel that they're not even going to pretend like they're going to try this year. They are all in on the tank. And I think that means Kyler Murray might've played his last down as an Arizona Cardinal. Yeah. You've been, you've really been uh, leading the charge on this, but I'm here with you. Yeah. Um, Kyler has played his last staff as an Arizona Cardinal whenever he got hurt and tore his ACL last year. But um, both these moves are surprising to start with Colt McCoy. Exactly. I think you just hit the nail on the head there. I'm surprised with the quarterback room they currently have that you wouldn't want to have a veteran present just be just because I don't know, maybe we want to be competitive, but We'll get to this division today. Um, they're not going to be competitive with or without Kyler Murray, so I think we all know the direction that they're going. As for Bailey Zappi, this is like a layer of surprises here that happened. So you cut you cut Bailey Zappi, which this is a kid that started ball games for you last year. Uh, he he played well. He very well. Like he he took him to a couple wins. I think he was on. I think he was a quarterback on the brink of beating Green Bay and Lambeau. Um, there's a couple other games that he was on the brink of beating teams in. So he's competitive and can clearly play, but then you cut him and then you claim Matt Corral off claim or off waivers just hours after. But the most surprising thing is Bailey Zappi ended up clearing waivers and he is back on the New England New England practice squad, which is great for them. But still, I still think this is the route that they needed to go because there's no way that Matt Corral is gonna be as good as Bailey Zappi, at least in my opinion, I haven't seen Matt Corral play. The practice squad thing is where I kind of lost my theory because my initial thought was that they cut him not necessarily because they don't believe in Bailey Zappe to be a very good backup, but because they don't want Mac Jones to feel the pressure that he felt last year. Okay. That it was almost like, let's turn the page on Bailey Zappe and not worry about it. It's Mac Jones' team. You bring him back and it's like, all right, so maybe they really do like Matt Corral. Is there still going to be pressure on that coaching staff to replace Mac Jones if they start slowly? It felt weird. It felt very weird. There's got to be a lot of pressure. And how would the eyes not be turning to Bailey Zappi? But I don't know. Maybe he just wasn't picking up Bill O'Brien's offense or what he was commanding in that offense as quickly as, you know, what he did in the past or the, I'm, I'm assuming just crayon drawn plays Matt Patricia had last year for that offense. Yeah, half the crayons, uh, you can see teeth marks in them. 
Yeah, exactly. He's, yeah, he he replaced the pencil with a crayon. That dude is such a joke. I can't. Where is he at? Where did he end up? I don't know. Maybe somewhere as a defensive play caller. Since how did that? Can we talk? Like, why did that ever? No idea. What was the point? Well, who thought that was a good idea? I I th- there had to they had to have. They've had to like stumbled across that late. Like, you know what? I don't. I think we forgot to hire an offensive coordinator. We're like a month out. This is way too much. This is way too much to instill into an offense. Let's, just, Matt. You're just overtaking it, huh? Just looks up from biting a sandwich, huh? Me, me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just look at like where he's fallen over the last few years. Patricia, though, he was head coach in Detroit. What three years ago? He's yeah. going to be this, a senior defensive assistant with the Philadelphia Eagles this year. So I guess we'll see how that goes for him. Interesting. Interesting is the best way I would describe it to. Get us into the divisions, Wally. You know I will. But before we do that, we want to remind you guys that this division preview is brought to you by the birthday girl, Abby Turner Creative. Your one-stop shop marketing agency specializing in branding, high-end photography, fashion, and more, especially if you're around our age where there's college graduations, engagements, weddings, baby pictures, you name it. Feels like they're happening every weekend. Abby Turner Creative is the only way to go. Check her out for yourself at abbyturnerphoto.com. That's Abby, A-B-B-E-Y, or her Instagram page at Sawdad and Sapphire. Again, that is abbyturnerphoto.com. The AFC West, mile high. The Denver Broncos. Wow, this is going to be exciting to talk about just because you know how low I was last year on them. And that was before Russell Wilson started being the sack of potato body we know him as now. I am so low. I'm crazy low. This is awesome. The over-under is a mind-boggling eight and a half. What do you know, Desert? What do you know? Last year they went five and 12, one and five in the division. They brought in Sean Payton, though. They also brought in division rival edge, Frank Clark. Right tackle, Mike McGlinchey. They had a big offseason, except for their wide receivers, and that's a little worrisome because Tim Patrick, unfortunately for him, it kind of just gut-wrenching. He had another brutal season-long injury, and you just hope that he can at some point get back. And then K.J. Hamler had to step away with a heart issue. So now you were asking Sean Payton, to not only career resurgence Russell Wilson, but do it with, I guess, a, a little underwhelming wide receiver core all of a sudden? I don't know. Yeah. I'm under. Yeah, no, I'm on the under here with you as well. Um, yeah, I've, I'm expecting the offense to obviously take a big stride just simply because Sean Payton's there. What he's going to demand, he's, he's a better football coach, head football coach, than Daniel, Nathaniel Hackett. That is just pure fact. That's not a... Um, you know, I'm not coming at anybody or just throwing shots at it's anybody, true. but it's just yeah. it's just factual. He's had a longer career as the head coach, and Nathaniel Hackett just had the one career or the one year that you can really go off of. So I like the defensive moves they've made. They're still going to be very good defensively, probably the best division in this conference, uh, in this division, excuse me. But then again, like all I'm really relying on is Sh- Sean Payton running that offense. Russell Wilson, yes, was hurt last year. We got to kind of give him a little bit of benefit of the doubt for there because he is a good quarterback, but it was brutal to watch last year. Yeah, they didn't do a lot with their wide receivers. You lo- you lose Tim Patrick. You cut that that man, Albert O, who I think is actually in Philadelphia as well, Philly or the Jets, he signed with. But I am not um, – I, I just – I can't get away for – or I can't find another explanation of why I think this team is going to be a few wins better, but yet hitting the under outside of Sean Payton – Give them three or four more wins better than they were last year simply because of that. That's really all I have on them. David went with the under as well. He had him at 5-12. and 12 And just basically not enough change to make last year different. But I want to leave the Broncos with one thought because Aaron Rodgers responded to the Nathaniel Hackett, I guess, yep. barb that Sean Payton threw about a month ago. And he said something to the effect of, Sean Payton was insecure about the upcoming season and is almost trying to cushion the expectations because of those insecurities. And while, yeah, it was a very Aaron Rodgers way of saying it, I didn't disagree. I feel like Sean Payton knows this is kind of a dumpster fire right now. 
And he wants everybody to know, my hands are clean. This yeah. is not my problem. I'm coming in. I'm going to make the most of it. But you better hold on for a while. And he just didn't handle it well. But I, that's why it's like, I'm all in on the under. I, I yeah. had him at 4-13. and 13. I get that's probably low. To your point, it feels like they'll probably win six or seven games this year. But Let's how are they under. getting it? Nine. Yeah. It's like, how do they get to nine in this division? Yeah, I think they're a little bit more. Um, yeah, they're looking at the Sean Payton acquisition a little bit higher than we are. Than I guess, or at least at least I am right now. But yeah, I within that division, I, you know, we're, I'm really high in the rest of the teams in here. Outside of your Raiders, sorry, bud. I just, no, I just no, like please. as my classic saying has been going on these. Like, I can't find enough wins where this over would hit based off. Now they they do have a pretty tough schedule, but and they play all the easy teams, so I'll give that. Um, but if they're playing all the easy teams, most more times than not, and most likely than not, the rest of the division is also playing those easy teams. So. Um, get Kansas City against a Houston. Yeah, come on. No. Well, just fun fact. How many – can you guess how many times in a row the Chiefs have beaten the Broncos? Yeah, that one's like uh, – is it like 18 or 19 times in a row? 20? 15, but it'll get to 18 or 19, so don't worry about that, yeah. Steven. I mean, even the Raiders have owned them lately. It's just like like you said, I don't know where the hell the wins are supposed to come from. They're not there. No. And I've I, again I like what I like what they've done to their their edge rush room the last two years. I just, I still think offensively they have they have enough to keep up in this division. But I don't know, we could be wrong. This could be a team that really proves us wrong and makes like a la- late season push to hit the wild card and then all of a sudden get the juices flowing. But as of right now, based off the schedule I'm looking at and what I think the roster is going to be able to produce out there, I, I can't see them hitting this over. Not a chance. Not a chance. But let's go to a team that actually could hit the over here, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs. Their total is set at 11.5. Last year, they went 14-3, and 6-0 in division. Interesting, though, is that they really didn't get any better this offseason. It felt like they lost a lot of big names, including both of their starting tackles. You lose Frank Clark, like I said, to those Denver Broncos. And Juan Thornhill, another guy that people are really, really worried about him disappearing. It just makes you wonder if you're ever going to see cracks show or if you're going to just get the Peyton Manning Indianapolis Colts because of Patrick Mahomes where the deficiencies are overshadowed until at least the postseason. And there's a chance, again, with Patrick Mahomes, even with this team not being great, Steven, it feels like there's a real-world shot they represent the AFC again. Yeah, there's as long as Pat Mahomes, just just like the Peyton Manning uh, argument, you know, as long as that he is the quarterback, you at least have a chance. Yep. Um, but yeah, and, and the one big thing here is I have him on the over, the over-under set at, what, 11.5 on this team. I have him at 14-3. and three, But as of right now, that, that means nothing because Chris Jones is still not on the team. He's still not reporting to the team. And he could be missing half the season. So games against or traded or traded and not be a part of the team at all. And all of a sudden we're looking at back-to-back off seasons. You're letting all pro um, pro bowl caliber S players just walk out the door. Yes. Because it's money. Yes. Because Pat is tying up a lot of that money, but that's Tyree kill. Chris Jones potentially leaving. And to even go further, Frank Clark just left because of the same reason, really this off season too. So there is, a lot of questions. I don't know. That's something I have to see it to believe it because that's just how dangerous and potent uh, this Kansas City offense can be. But they're still going to be good as long as they got Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Um, their offensive line, I think, is going to be fine. I like what their running game is, um, what their running game is looking like. But their defense is – they're, they're going to be the worst defense in this conference too. We went from the best defense to the worst defense. We know how bad they can be. We know at times – and stretches, Spagnola can really get that bad defense to play well. So they're going to be looking at that again this year, but they have a tough schedule. But the first eight isn't so in theory. Chris Jones is out the first eight and comes back. You know, Detroit, Detroit, Jacksonville, Chicago, Jets, Minnesota, Denver, Chargers, Denver, right? And then and then Miami, right? That's a pretty decent, decently tough schedule. But then you got the Eagles right off the bye. You're going to have to play the Bills, the Chargers again, the Bengals. And then I, you can even throw in the Patriots in there just because it's up in Foxborough and, and it's and it's Billy B. So this fourteen and three, I am hitting the over. That's where I am now. But I also made this record before the Chris Jones drama started. So now I'm even more interested. 
the the part that uh, for I should say David also has the over. He has him at thirteen and four. Like he said, Patrick Mahomes is healthy. It's simple. But my thing is, is is it that simple? Because we saw not this last year, but the year before, the Chiefs started the year kind of brutal. The first like six seven weeks of the year, and we were all doing the are the Chiefs broken before they got their feet under them. Yeah. I could see a similar slow start just because, again, you lose your two starting tackles. And I know you brought in Juwan Taylor. People are excited about him. He was a right tackle. I don't know if he's ready to be a left. And I know you bring in Donovan Smith. Is he really the guy you want replacing Orlando Brown? So, I mean, there are questions. But then there's also part of me that's like, even if Chris Jones is gone in a weird way, you get more George Karloftis. You're going to be able to get that first-round rookie, Felix Anudike Uzama, some looks. God, and, and great if, job, Wally. There's a chance I butchered that one. So but I like that. We're just going to run with it and say, great job, Wally. Great job, me. Uh, but yeah, this is a team that, for the record, the Raiders' defense is still going to be worse. I mean, the Raiders are an abortion. But the Chiefs are going to, the defense is going to be not Super Bowl good, you would imagine, no. unless those young edge rushers can take that step in the absence of these two. So we'll see. I, I have the over, but I had them at twelve and five. I have them just there, that close, and it's they, and it's w- because of the. Was division. that with Chris Jones in mind too at the twelve and five, or are you kind of like with me? We're like, oh, if we're not having them in there, that could be a couple. That that could just be a ten win team, which is so hard. See, to believe. that was. I have it as he's sitting out eight weeks and coming back at twelve and five. If he's traded, I if it was up to me, I probably just wouldn't touch the team total here. Okay, fair enough. Because what happened, I mean, the, we're getting to them. We'll, we'll get to them here in a couple teams, but the Chargers, that's who could really throw a monkey wrench in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, before we get into that, your Las Vegas Raiders, Walter. They are set at a team total of six and a half. Last year, this was a six and 11 team. Uh, we had, obviously, the key departures. Your man, Derek Hart, coupled up with Darren Waller, Denzel Perryman, and Rocky Asin. Eh. But don't forget about Hemi G coming in to run the offense with Austin Hooper to replace Darren Waller. But really, it's going to be Michael Mayer that does that. Added Jacoby Myers as well. And then, uh, what, Tyree Wilson at the edge there to be coupled up with your boy, what, Chandler Jones as well as Mad Max. So, Wally, I'll open it up to you. Vegas is set at six and a half. How you, how's your boys going to finish this year? I have the under. I I don't know where... The, the, I guess six and a half is not like it's high, but the, the optimism for this roster doesn't make sense to me. The only thing that could get us there is what you just said. It's got to be the pass rush. Chandler Jones has to look like Chandler Jones before he was a Raider. Yeah. And Tyree Wilson's going to have to hit the ground running. And it sounds like he looks very raw in camp. They see a lot of upside, but it's not there yet. And if that's the case, you're not going to get stops. Jimmy G, in, if he is able to stay healthy, that's one thing. I don't think he's the best quarterback on this roster. It's I think it's the same thing that's been everywhere that Jimmy G has gone. And I don't know if it's he's snake bitten or if it's just he's just not that good. Aiden O'Connell will be the starting quarterback of this team by mid-November. And yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. There's nothing to look forward to, Steven. This is brutal. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this this team is going to be really bad. And what sucks is they are going to be bad, but they have talent. You got Devontae. You got... I, I know. They're going to go 6-11, and 11 and yeah, I'm going to jump you, off you a You got brick. Josh Jacobs in there. Um, I, you know, I'm sure Michael Mayer's been getting a lot of love out of camp, but, you know, he was such a stud coming out of Notre Dame. So, Jimmy G is just kind of that. He He's never played on a, on a team like this with an offensive line that's this bad that maybe isn't schematically as good as a Patriots or... San Fran team he's been on. Yes, it's with Josh McDaniel, so maybe a little bit of benefit of the doubt, but yeah, that, that's what I have here in my notes is like, how how far can he actually take this offense, but also how long until AOC is going to be the starting quarterback and he's running games, then all of a sudden, maybe he he ends up being that guy. I think he was the highest rated, highest rated quarterback in the preseason this um, no big deal from PFF, so I don't know, maybe if he comes in, makes some strides, gets a little bit of spark going, they don't have to worry about rebuilding at quarterback in the draft, but it doesn't matter. We're cleaning house, new coaching staff by Devontae, by Josh Jacobs, maybe by Mad Max, all new franchise starting in April, 2024, brother. 
that's what worries me is if this team lives up to the Vegas six and a half and they're either six and eleven or seven and ten. I could see McDaniels and I can see this regime getting a third year. And I'm not even usually adamantly opposed to that. It's just the where there's smoke, there's fire. And it's everywhere Josh McDaniels has gone, there's problems. Darren Waller's not a Raider because of Josh McDaniels. Period. That's it. And if he goes and has a very good year in New York, which I'm betting on, then you're going to look even more foolish as an organization. I just, let's play a choose your own adventure game for a second. <laughs> I I think the Raiders are going to start 1-0, but let's say they don't. They lose to the Broncos in week one. Find me the first win on their schedule. At Buffalo, loss. Home against the Steelers, which is basically going to be a road game because you know how the Yinzers are. There's going to be more terrible towels than silver and black because Vegas is a joke. Loss. Chargers, I don't care that it'll basically be a home game. Only time we get home games is when we go play in L.A. That will be a loss. Then your Packers come to town. They'll take it over the way the Steelers do. Loss. Patriots, maybe? Maybe the Patriots? Predecessor? Nah. I mean, my God. And then after that, you get the Bears. That's probably your best bet. And if they hit the ground running like some are betting, you got the Lions, you got the Giants, you get the Jets, you have the Dolphins, the Chiefs, Vikings, Chargers, Chiefs, Colts, Broncos. Where are the wins? Where? I'm t- I'm done. Let- We're going to go to the LA Chargers now. Where their totals nine and a half. Ten and seven last year. But don't forget those... Con artists, chokers, lost 20 a game. They were up 27 to nothing late in the first half to end their season. It's so Chargers. So Chargers. (sighs) Deep breaths. They extended Justin Herbert, though. Good for them for not dilly-dallying around with that. That's something that the organization has kind of done in the past. Look at Drew Brees, mind you. Yep. Then they brought in a couple of guys like Eric Hendricks. They drafted Quentin Johnson, who's going to be a bust. But, uh, I, I just, <laughs> I just, I, I, they have the talent to win this division. Like I said, they can really throw a wrench into this whole thing with the chiefs, but they have to prove it. And until they prove it, I'm not going to say they do. So I have them hitting the over at 11 and six, but they're not going to, to beat the chiefs until they beat the chiefs. And I don't know. I it's the Chargers. That nothing good to say. I, I have them on the over as well. I think I have them as like a 11, 12 win team. And I'm I'm really high on this team, as high as I can be. When then you have to remember that Brandon Staley is the head coach. Like I, we also have to remember how injured this team was. Joey Bosa is just never every Joey Bosa is just never out there. But like you know, Rashawn Slater's out. Corey Lindsley was out on their offensive line. Keenan. Keenan Allen was out damn near the whole year, maybe outside of four or five games because of a hamstring injury. My, Rashawn Slater was hurt. Yeah, Mike Williams was hurt for a little bit. That's why um, Austin Eckler really was t- kind of demanding this contract because he Corey Lindsley. Like, it's just exa- crazy. Like, it, it just doesn't stop because they were so hurt. And then, like I said, Joey Bosa was always hurt. But maybe that maybe this is the year it's different. But again, maybe this is the year that everyone can stay healthy for long periods of time. Maybe not the whole season. I don't know. That might be too much to ask, but. They were hurt and still won 10 games last year. So I'm very high on this. You add in Quentin Johnson, another vertical deep threat that you're adding to this offense, and just another big body. Um, defensively, I really like what they've done. And don't forget about their biggest addition, I think, is that offensive coordinator and Kellen Moore uh, to kind of run the ship here a little bit better. I think that's going to be huge. Yeah, give me the charges. To, uh, I have them over, have them in 12-5, and five, breathing down the Chiefs' neck. And again, with this Chris, this Chris Jones news really coming out, Maybe the Chargers, breathing down their neck, they can overtake this division for the first time in a few years. If you removed the quarterback positions from the AFC West, this is without a doubt the best roster in this division, without question. It's just Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. If Justin Herbert can live up to the ungodly expectations I feel like many people have for him, then they win this division this year. Does it happen? People hate on Justin Herbert, but then they just put up these ridiculous um, expectations for him. It's like, oh, so when when he doesn't meet this, he's bad. But in reality, he is phenomenal good. You're just putting him up to Pat Mahomes' expectations, which only one player, maybe Joe Burrow too, can link up to. My only 
uh, I guess, pushback on that is if he's in that, where would you put him? I, I let, let's without going too crazy into like top to bottom quarterbacks. He's in the second Three. tier or third tier. He's in my first tier. He's probably top. I'd what top five, top three. All right. Well, that's my point. So if we're putting him in tier one with this roster versus the chiefs, he's got to win the division, right? Yeah, for sure. Cause like he didn't last year and the, the team's better on paper, but not much, but he doesn't, you know, if, give Justin Herbert and Andy Reid too. That's true. It's true. It's just, we've always talked about how guys like Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, they like elevate those around them. He's gotta, he's gotta get over the hump with this roster with what's no, going I on. I agree. In but I, you know, we also, we, I think we're all, all quick to judge because Pat, how quick Pat Mahomes came in. Quarterbacks don't do that. And they don't, you know, look at like, even look at Trevor Lawrence now going into that third year. We're not really expecting him to have high expectations or be that guy or be a top five guy, which he could be. And not a lot of people are like that. There's not a lot of hype. Like even look how long of a leash Daniel Jones ha- has had. Right. So I think with Pat Mahomes and especially being in his division, that's where it's a little out of hand. It's like, no, nope, you, you need a, You need to be here. Now, granted, Joe Burrow's like living up to that hype. And he also kind of hit the ground running a little bit and towards the end of his second year. But you can still be a very good quarterback and make those strides without being the anomaly quarterbacks is what I'm trying to get to. No, and I, for the record, I would uh, top, top of my head. I probably would probably have him in my top five, I think. But he's. Yeah, Pat, Joe, like Pat, Joe, Justin. Well, how about Josh Allen? Where are you putting him next to him? Where would you? Four. You would take Allen after Herbert? Yeah. And that's what, see, I would take Herbert this moment above a Jalen Hurts, but I could also see Jalen Hurts, if he does what he did again this year, then he's above. Yeah, agreed. But yeah, like as it sits right now, I'd probably have Justin Herbert four and at the top of my second tier. So that's more or less my point is that, he could get to tier one, but I have to see it, and it hasn't happened yet. Okay. See, like, I think, for me, it, it's happened, but then I always give him the benefit of the doubt. It's like Brandon Staley's running your defense and making these. He's just, it, it was just like watching the B- Bishop Sycamore, right? It's like, these kids don't care. They're going to do what you tell them to do. Oh, the adult told me to do this. We got to. Uh, he's Now he's going to really start coming into his NFL uh, maturity, being like, oh, you're just like not a good football coach, and I should probably just do my own things. Well, and we got to give Herbert a, a ton of credit too because he was banged up last year and he played through a lot of physical pain. Which again, like I, I'm a very, oh, I forgot about the lung issue too. Yeah, or the ribs. I'm I'm a a big like advocate for Herbert. I just am at the point where I'm not ready yet. I need to see more for me. We'll get there. We but we're now going to go to the AFC West. Check that. The NFC West on the wrong page. <laughs> where we're going to have the Arizona Cardinals finishing us or starting us off here. Over under set at four and a half. Ow. This is a team that did go four and 13. No idea. Key additions. Rookie tackle Paris Johnson. And uh, what? Edge BJ Olajari. Ojolari, I always mess that up. But the departures, you got Kyler Murray's out for the year with an ACL. Um, He's going to start this season on the PUP list. DeAndre Hopkins, gone. J.J. Watt, retired. (laughs) Gave I Simmons away for a seventh-round draft pick, uh, which is so disrespectful because that's how much kickers were going for. I think I saw a kicker go for a sixth-round pick. Even more disrespectful. Zach Allen, Byron Murphy. I mean, this, this is just not a good team. To your point, Wally, how is this a how is this over under four and a half? And where do you have this team? Oh, it's I couldn't have a lower under. You and I have been talking about how I think it was last week when we did this. We can vividly remember year one of doing this with the Detroit Lions and having it like a team total at four and going through and being like, where are them? I, I don't they don't play I enough don't, games to get the four. Yeah. I don't I don't see where this would be. Maybe Washington week one. I, there's there's one. That's the best part is I can tell you the law or when I have because it was only one. I have this team going one in sixteen. Which if I'm a Cardinal fan, I'm dancing in the street. Give me Caleb Williams tomorrow. Give me Marvin Harrison when the Texans fall off a bridge, and then you got a little something to work with. You got Paris Johnson in there, hopefully an anchor for a long time. But yeah, the win is against the L.A. Rams, who 
to me, are okay. almost equally as bad. Okay. No, I like this a lot. I have them on the under. Same thing. We're, no, there's not enough games for you to be played uh, for you to hit five wins. I have them at two and 15. Uh, I have them beating the Texans one game, and then and then I have them beating LA uh, in Arizona yeah. one game. So there. So that that coin that's that's a little coin flip. But to your point, without me thinking, Arizona doesn't want to win that game against Houston. Why would they? They don't right? want to win so any they, of these games. They, yeah, in theory, they don't want to win any of these games. So this is just going to be a very very bad team. If you're an Arizona Cardinals fan, you want to take the year off of. Uh, of watching or I don't know pick another team that you that you're going to want to cheer for that's that's close to you because this is going to be a brutal year Um, you're yet again going to be looking at getting another quarterback at number one going to be your third quarterback taken at one in what six years five years something ridiculously bad it it just hit me and you're a basketball guru you and David both unlike me isn't uh the Suns almost rebuilding right now too and starting to sell people off no, nah, that no, nah, they're no, nah, they have a. They're they're, they're going loaded. in again. Okay. The Thunder did that a couple of years ago, and they've just been stockpiling picks, and now they're just. I don't know why I thought that they lost a couple big pieces this offseason. The only reason I ask is because the Diamondbacks. I mean, I guess they're okay, but the Coyotes, Coyotes? are probably going to fold. <laughs> like they're not going to be a team in three years, and. Yeah, so no, they got the Phoenix Suns to worry. Um, okay, at least that they've you can got keep that. cheering about. So they got Kevin Durant, they got Bradley Beal this offseason. So they'll be sitting is pretty Chris Paul I, still there? He is not. Okay. CP three is no longer there. So yeah, not a lot to hang your hat on in on this team, but do you want to add anything or can we just do we really need to talk? One last word is Jonathan Gannon. Can you imagine? I don't think I can remember in football a coach going from such an extreme position to arguably one of the best defenses of all time last year in a very near Super Bowl winner in Philadelphia to Arizona, who I truly think is probably one of the best candidates for an 0-17 season in NFL history. Super Bowl to the toilet bowl, as they like to say, and that epitomizes it perfectly. The LA Rams... Total set at six and a half. It's a team that went five and 12 last year. Talk about a team that was injury ridden with Matt Stafford out damn near the whole year. Cooper Cup was out a lot of the year. Now expecting to miss week one as well. There's a quarterback carousel of what John Wofford, uh, Baker Mayfield that were starting for this team. Aaron, Aaron Donald even missed a few games. This was just an ugly team all around last year. The offensive line was a joke. Not to, not to mention, you also lost Jalen Ramsey, Leonard Floyd, Allen Robinson, Bobby Wagner, and Taylor Rapp. That was that was the Eagles' dream team last year that failed miserably. And I don't really think they're going to be that good, that much better this year, Wally. What about you? No. I, I, I get you have Aaron Donald back, but how much is his heart going to be in this? When this team, it's very clear that they're not trying to win. And if anything, they're trying to regain some draft capital that they haven't had in forever. This is going to be the first time in how long that they've had a first round pick, assuming they still have one. And like, you know how less need is it. This is a team to me. I had way under it. Did the over at six and a half feels like a respect number for Matt Stafford and Sean McVay. For sure. And I, I get that, but Cooper cup, we see all the time hamstring injuries turn into an all-year thing. All the Keenan Allen comment, uh, just the last segment. Just or Jackson Smith and Jigbo last year, Ohio State. I think he yeah. played like, like half, like a half of football all year basically. And it's just like those things don't go away. And the only thing, the only other thing I can think of is if you're a Rams fan, you have to hope that Sean McVay really is falling back in love with coaching football. He's not because if he's not. This is going to test him in a weird way. This is a bad football team. I know I'm way too low. Uh, I had them at 2-15 and 15 when we do our blind picking of games. But I don't think they get above 4 or 5. No, and I have them at five, and I have them at five and twelve, and even a couple of those are head scratchers because there that is such a huge question mark. What is this team going to look like because of how injured they were? Like obviously, quarterback play is going to be a lot better, but don't let the don't you re, you remembering how bad the quarterback play was? Don't forget how bad the offensive line play was that led them to the horrible quarterback play the rest of the year. 
I mean, it was bad. Their defense looked bad. And just it feels like the magic isn't there anymore. The mojo isn't there anymore, right? You don't have Jalen Ramsey. Um, Aaron Donald, great. You can break in many double teams as you want. They can triple team you now because that defense isn't scary. Like, no one is scared of what that defense is. And and it's kind of like a theory of when you're getting that close to retirement and really teetering on one end or another, there's no way that I, – I personally don't think that you can fully invest all the way back in as you once were. I mean, if, look at Tom Brady last year. He retired for six weeks, and he just simply couldn't get it back in together. Um, we're gonna, I think we're going to see that with Matt Stafford and with Sean McVay this year, just – a little just being a little bit lethargic on the sidelines. I don't think that once that once that fire was burning when you're winning that Super Bowl, you can't get back to that type of flame when you're like, you know what, let's retire. Let's check out this LA life. I'm not even 40 with a boatload of money. Let's check this out. Come on, man. Like you're gonna tell me at any point when you're down 20 this season, you're like, shit, I probably should have taken that booth job and just should have just gotten out of here. Five and twelve, give me the under. I truly think that the most exciting thing for if you're I'm a fan watching this is rookie left guard Steve Avila, and yeah. I think that tells you everything when a guard is the thing you're most excited for in a year. I I, I should have mentioned I forgot to say it before. David actually has the over at seven and ten. Boo! Uh, I know. Uh, he said he wouldn't bet on this team at all, but he thinks he gets some to six or seven wins. And he did mention that he had uh, Arizona at the under three and fourteen for the simple fact he said some very bad Browns teams were able to still manage two or three wins, so he couldn't go that far. So I get yeah. it. But let's go, and the reason I went back to David and I was thinking about it is this next team we're talking about here, the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, my God. I know. I know. And the total is set at 10.5. Last year they went 13-4, and 6-0 in division, ended the year, I want to say, in a 11- or 12-game winning streak going into yep. the NFC title game where they had a plumber basically be their quarterback. David has the over at 11 and 6, but he says not sold in quarterback situation, and I'm not interested in jumping on the hype train. And I only have one thing to say to that, Steven. Choo-choo! I'm the fucking conductor on this thing. (laughs) I am so on the hype train. You guys heard me bending over backwards last year for the Eagles. This and I'm still high on Eagles. I think they could go to the Super Bowl, but there's a storm coming, a big storm coming, sweetheart, and it is scarlet and gold. The 49ers are going to have a big year, 15 and two, maybe 14 and three if they clinch the division early. If they clinch the the conference, I should say early, maybe 14 and three. But the over, come on, lock it in. I don't give a shit if it's Sam Darnold at quarterback. Yeah, you know what? And honestly, I really like Sam Donald being their backup quarterback too. I think, excuse me, I think that he can be really good. And they proved you just need a serviceable quarterback to play in the San Francisco team, right? So uh, you lose Jimmy Ward, Trey Lance, and Himmy G are both out of there. Mike McGlinchey's out as well as, I'm not even going to pronounce this last name here, but you, you add in Javon Hargrave. You added something to your strongest part of your team, which is what your defense is. I like what that defense can do. We're going to get a full off season of Brock Purdy getting in there, back to 100% healthy. He's back to throwing. And now they know who their quarterback is. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. There's no injuries that they're waiting, waiting on. Great point. This is a full go for them. I like San Francisco a lot. Um, the thing that scares me is they typically, I feel like, start very slow. And then you always forget that they win 11 or 12 games a year. But they just start out like two and four. And then they just rip off. Lose to the Bears like two years in a row in Chicago for exactly. no reason at all. Exactly. But and they have a pretty difficult schedule. I'll give them that, but oh my God. I just give you know, I have them losing to Philly again, which could be really helpful if they end up going to the Super Bowl here. But I mean, you're playing Washington, you got Arizona and the and the Rams twice. You know, Jacksonville you're still kind of waiting on, but they have tough this tough three game stretch. They got the Browns, sorry, the Cowboys, Browns, Vikings, then the Bengals. So three out of four. Yeah. That's really gonna that's really gonna be determined. You got a, a week nine bye, which I like a lot. We'll see how healthy George Kittle can stay, what that running back room can stay in healthy CMC. I'm looking at you. Oh yeah, that's another thing. A full offseason with CMC. My God. Like Kyle Shannon has to wake up with just play call ideas and just write them down. 
And we mentioned uh, Brandon Ayuk, Stephen. Yeah. And you sound like you're buying into the hype like I am. I think he's going to have a huge year. Yeah, I think he is too. Like we've we kind of noticed Debo have a little bit of a slower year now that he doesn't have to take a bulk of the of the rushing attempts now that we have CMC. So I think with CMC, maybe that's going to put a lot of eyes on Debo. So expecting him in the wide receiver game. And of course, you never want to leave, leave Kittle open. So Brandon Ayuk, not too many eyes on that guy. He might be balling this year. I'm all about it, dude. They, we'll talk next week when we give our Super Bowl picks. I guess that's this week, Thursday. Yes, sir. We'll come back two sh- shows a week. I'll remind you guys at the end of this. But, yeah, it, it's, uh, it, it's a, a Super Bowl or bust time in San Francisco to me. And that's the only way I'd put it. Seattle, the last team we are talking about, total is eight and a half. Last year, they went nine and eight, surprised the world. Geno Smith shocked a lot of people. They also had what looked like a pretty fun draft class this year. You start with standout corner Devin Witherspoon. You get Jackson Smith and Jigba. And then Zach Charbonnet, who a lot of people thought was one of the best running backs in this class too. It's going to be a very exciting team. They completely overhauled their front seven, Steven. They brought in Draymond Jones. They let go of basically all their previous regime there at, at, at the defensive tackle position. Brought Bobby Wagner back. Love that. This, was it you? I have to ask. Either you or David were very early last year on Clint Hurt and his future ideas was David. Okay. Definitely David, not me. Well, David had the point last year of Clint Hurt was going to be a head coach in this league. And I agree because I think that this year is setting up very good for him as a defensive coordinator. And if he does, I, I think if this team gets even a marginal improvement at defense of, or like, I guess defense in general, they could be a dark horse team to make a run in the NFC. There's not a lot. It feels like it's three teams above everybody else in the NFC. But if one team can slip in, it might be the Seattle Seahawks team. No, and I like Seattle a lot. What's their over-under set at? You got them at eight and a half. Okay, you got eight and a half. So I have them right at the under. I have them at eight and nine. So just a little bit lower than they were last year. I like them a lot, though. So I think this number might be changing a little bit depending on what time of the year you're going to catch me at. But I like what the Jackson Smith and Jigba um, addition. I like what that defense is that defense has done. I just like San Fran to obviously win this division, them take a couple steps back, because I don't, I don't think Geno's going to be able to duplicate that last year, right? There's a reason that it took him this long um, to get a resurgence in his career, and it, it, you kind of find it hard to be back-to-back. Now, I, if he does back-to-back, let's go, because all of a sudden, he really is going to have that later on, almost called him like a Drew Brees, but you know what I'm getting to just well, and a, a reasonable deal. If he ends up playing like that he did too, last and, year. It's, and it's going to help a lot. What they also brought in another quarterback here in the draft too. So um, I, I like what they did. They doubled up on their running back. So hopefully Zach, what Chabernet is able to come back with his wrist injury. I can't keep up. It, the, the running back room in Seattle is so cursed that, yeah. I mean, Kenneth Walker's banged up right now too. It's just, it's impossible for them to stay healthy. I don't know what it is with that position group up there in Seattle. And the big thing is we wanted to see what that O-line was capable of doing. And, man, did they take some huge strides last year. So I like this team overall. There's not a rhyme or reason why I think that they're going to be under 500. Because I don't think they're going to be bad. I think they're just going to have games in tough situations in tough times of the year that maybe they're not going to come out of. I mean, you got week 12, just week 12 to 17, right? We're going to go against San Fran at Dallas at San Fran against Philly in Tennessee, depending what that team is going to look like against Pittsburgh, depending what that team is going to look like. Then, then you're finishing your year off with Arizona, but that's just that stretch. It's not that they're that bad of the team. I don't think that they're better than Philly, San Fran, Dallas, um, any of those teams right now. I was looking at this just now too, and it is, Bengals, Browns. It's crazy looking at this. They have... They have a tough schedule. I, I think they have 14 rookies on their 53-man roster. Very young team. And then you even have... You consider, or consider the fact their defense, like I said, you brought in a ton of new names. But I, it just... It feels like a team that it all hinges on Geno. Yeah. And if Geno can even marginally uh, keep up to what he did last year, I don't know how the team doesn't do it, but... If 
if he shows kind of who he was before, I mean, this team could be really disappointing. David had the the over at nine and eight and called it a disappointing over. So he, I think he's along <laughs> the same headspace as you are, Stephen. With that, that's going to bring us to another another episode of Loss of Down. Make sure to comment, like, and subscribe to our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Loss of Down, and retweet us on Twitter down underscore loss. Remember, this episode is brought to you by Abby Turner Creative, and also remember to give her a birthday shout out here. Turning. Oh, what is she turning? Oh, what's this called? The big 2-1. There you go. We're all, yeah. we're all, She's going to be able to buy a drink age. finally. Yeah, she can finally get that drink. There you go. Finally. Wally, finally. any Good parting for words for the fans? Other, I was going to say, other than happy birthday, we kind of hinted at it there about five minutes ago. We are officially back two shows a week. We'll be back this week. Uh, episode will be out Friday. We will record Thursday. We'll have a big announcement, so you're going to want to listen to that. But otherwise, Steven, it's just so good to have football back. Our last, we just had our last Sunday and now our last Monday without football until at least January for Monday, February and for Sundays. That's phenomenal. I love you, Jimmy Buffett. I love you, Steve Harwell. That's a good way to end it. That was good. Somber, but, but a good way. Told me the world is gonna roll me I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed She was looking kind of dumb With her finger and her thumb In the shape of an L on her forehead Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming Fed to the rules and I hit the ground running Didn't make sense not to live for fun Your brain gets smart but your head gets dumb So much to do, so much to see So what's wrong with taking the back streets? You'll never know if you don't go You'll never shine if you don't glow Hey now, you're an all-star Get your game on, go And they say it gets colder You're bundled up now, wait till you get older But the media men beg to differ Judging by the hole in the satellite picture The ice we skate is getting pretty thin The water's getting warm so you might as well swim The world's on fire, how about yours? That's the way I like it and I'll never get bored Hey now, you're an all-star Get your game on, go play Hey now, you're a rock star Get the show on, get paid Get the show on, get paid.